Jesus. Yeah. I feel this congregation is um, like a wild horse that mustn't be tamed. Um, that's, there's something that God's put in you guys um, of a, just, something that just wants to run. And, uh, and I feel you're going to come into a new season, even tonight as significant as uh, Joey is sort of handing over leadership to Jacques and as Jacques and Jeanette take the congregation into more, and they should always be into more, you know. I feel that the Lord's going to stir something in of you guys. And, and I think, yeah, almost, I feel like preaching, prophesying almost over. <laughs> and uh, that's, yeah, that God's going to give you the skill to run with that horse and to, and to handle those reins. And it's going to be a time when you're going to need to learn how to uh, use those uh, heels to get into the horse. So come on, let's go now. When it wants to pull back and rest. And the Lord's going to show you specifically and directionally how you're going to go about it. And uh, He's going to give you a skill. He's got a new skill, a fresh, a really, uh, fresh anointing is coming on your life too. A new skill in the Lord and how to read the, the, the horse's moods, how to read the horse's movements. Uh, everything about it, God's going to give you an understanding of how to grab hold and sit in that saddle. And, uh, and it's His. It's His saddle that God's putting you into. And yeah, I'll, I'll maybe come back more onto that and more onto your lives. I feel like a fear of God tonight. It's weird. Because um, I know we are set free. You know, so there's different aspects of fear. Um, but there's a sense that this is God's bride. And I'm always in, as I've got older, I've got more and more under, of awareness as leaders of how God says, be careful. This is my bride. How you handle her and how you look after her and how you lead and guide her. And uh, it's just something of a, of a, uh, as much as we want to be bold and, and leaders and, and really take God's people into where they should go, there's a sense of, this is, be careful of how you handle the bride of Christ. Be careful of how you nurture and treat her um, because she's precious. Uh, you know, the Bible says, if you cause one person to stumble, woe to you. Well, you know, looking back over my life, I just see the times when I was so arrogant and as a young man and said things about leaders and um, didn't consider my words carefully enough and uh, would speak out and just say what I thought and felt and didn't treasure what I was saying. And, and this is, you touch God's bride, you're touching Him. You touch His church, you're touching Him. And uh, actually the Lord gave me the scripture this afternoon of Acts 23. I haven't given it to you at the back. It's just... Um, Acts 23, 1 to 5. It's a very strange scripture to use uh, in this context, but it just shows something. Let me just read it quickly. Uh, Of the authority that God gives. And and I felt to focus on the the word authority a little bit tonight. Um, this is when Paul's called before the Sanhedrin right towards the end of Acts. And, uh, and Paul, he's, in front of the, he's with the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders. And he said, My brothers, I fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Imagine that. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit more here there to judge me according to the law yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck those who are standing near Paul said 
you dare to insult God's high priest? Paul replied, brothers, I did not realize that he was the high priest. For it is written, do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. And even though he's in a new covenant and a new understanding of the covenant of God, he still honored and respected the Sanhedrin and the priest. He said, the Bible says, it, it's from Exodus 22, 28, do not speak evil of the rulers. And I feel that the Lord wants to highlight authority tonight, highlight, because we all have authority uh, in, in some measure as believers. We all walk in a, a measure of authority in, in what God's given us against the enemy. You know, if the enemy tries to come against us in any way, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. There's an authority that we all can all walk in. But tonight, I, want to, I really feel because we are doing a, a change of leadership for this particular congregation. And we're really honor Joey and Donna for the way, the attitude tonight. Um, and just what they've expressed to us. He was going to get up and speak. Maybe we'll still find a room for that. But of endorsing what God is doing here, that this is the best for the kingdom. It's best for God. Not for, it may not... It may shift things in their life in terms of where, where their journey for, for the short term or whatever. But they recognize this is bigger than them. This is about God. This is about his bride and what is best for the bride. We'll step aside if, if this is best for the, for the Lord. And so I felt the Lord, as I said earlier, to highlight authority that he gives leaders. And we've probably swung it too far over the, over the years because we've seen such an abuse of authority and abuse of leadership. And, and, you know, the old saying, don't touch God's anointed, and that is Old Testament in certain contexts. Um, and so people, have, leaders have abused that. Don't, you know, don't come against me. I'm God's anointed. And so in some ways, churches like ours have overreacted to that and said, well, we're all equal. We're all the sons and daughters in the house. And, yes, we've got authority. We've got leadership. But, you know, we've been a bit maybe pendulum swung too much in the opposite direction and not on the fact that God raises up leaders and don't don't speak evil of leaders don't speak against them I remember saying to Andrew and Andrew's quoted me on saying this that I fear Andrew more than I fear any president of America or Russia or whatever because he's got an authority from God to lead this to lead this church I don't fear him as a man personally, but I, f- I do recognize and understand that God has called him to lead this. And if he's done that, then we better find our place and our position and our function of where we stand in regards to that. And honor people like Andrew, who's carrying a big load and a big burden in terms of leading God's people. It's, I know just, I'm just, I've, been, I've been a lead elder. I'm part of Andrew's team. And I know what I have to carry. And I think, gee, what does he have to carry? But God gives him grace for it, obviously. There's a grace in order to do whatever God calls you into. There's a grace for it. And you'll measure it out accordingly. In 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, I didn't give you the exact verses, so let me just speak it out. As 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and chapter 13, Paul says to the Corinthian church, you know, my authority is to build you up, not to break you down. So any authority that God gives is to, is to take the church into more for its good. If leaders ever abuse the authority, woe to them, as I mentioned earlier. It's in fear and trepidation that we lead God's people. 
seeking his face all the time. Lord, is this the right direction? Are we, are we doing this right? Because we've got to make decisions about where God wants to take us as a people which can affect your eternity. We can teach you completely the wrong stuff, wrong doctrines, wrong theology, which could affect you, you understand it, because we, we do teach from the scripture, hey, there's leadership, and we say, trust us as leaders, knowing that we are frail, that we're weak, that we're going to make mistakes. Jesus, when he entrusted the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom, of the kingdom, to Peter, on this revelation that I'm, I am the, I'm, the, I'm Christ, on this rock I'll build my, on this revelation I'll build my kingdom. Peter still failed many times, even after that. Years later, he, he made basic mistakes we see in Scripture, and yet Jesus trusted him. With it. Jesus knew he could do a much better job, obviously, but he said. To little humans, created beings, won't you lead my people? Won't you feed them? Won't you lead them into where I want to take you? And it's an amazing thing to be called into leadership. Everybody grasps some, not everyone, I mean, it's exaggeration. Um, but people sometimes grasp for leadership because leaders do get honored, leaders are able to speak like this. But does say that those, don't be, James says, don't be in a hurry to be teach, because the teachers will be judged more strictly. Everybody wants, everyone's a teacher, everyone wants to tell everybody how to do things, but not realizing there's going to be a judgment on every word that you speak, everything that you say. That authority that God's given. And as we, if we're good followers, it allows the leaders to lead well. It opens up what God has called them into, and it's actually all for our benefits, for the benefit of the kingdom, benefit of the church, which glorifies God at the end of the day. So the people position, us positioning, the followers of positioning themselves well will allow leaders to lead well. And if leaders can lead well, we'll please God. Because we'll become the church, the healthy church that he wants us to become. One that really reflects him. This morning I, I, I preached in a city bowl. Some of the guys are here. And I really felt that the, Lord, the word don't compromise. Was, God was emphasizing it. The church should stand out. Not for being weird and strange in a, in a bad way. But it should stand out in the people's devotion to God. And the uncompromising understanding of the values of God. And what, what God wants us to walk in in this day and age. Authority. And do you want to put up 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12 to 14, please? This should be the first scripture I gave you. Um, tell me when it's there. It talks about... Um, Respecting those who are over us in the Lord. Is it there? Not yet. Um, and it's a choice that we make to follow well and to, re- and to respect and honor those that God has put over us in the Lord. When God looks at us as a people, He looks at us as a whole. He doesn't look at us as individuals. We tend to, Western society tends to see individualism as good, whereas biblically it's not so good. Biblically, it's interdependence, where we are body. Is it there? We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. 
Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Even in all that, remember the scripture is always in context. It's not random zigzagging all over the place. So respect those who work hard among you. And I want to say that the, that's having been part of this church for 23 plus years now, the elders work hard. They really do. The guy, even those are full-time, those who are marketplace elders, they work really hard. They lay down their lives. They sacrifice for the sake of God's people because they recognize that this is the most treasured and the most important thing. And for us to grab hold of that and to see uh, the fellowship of the saints, the, the church, the, that all that God's given us is a beautiful thing. But the, we can't walk in authority if we don't understand the basics of authority. I feel the Lord saying today, if you've been out of line in the way you've submitted to authority, and we'll only really find out when you come under pressure, when there's a request and a, and, uh, uh, or being corrected or anything that God does through the leaders, only then will you often find out what's in someone's heart. The, the reality is we're at war. We are at war, spiritually. There's a spiritual battle waging over us all the time and for our lives. And we contend in the faith. We contend in the spirit, by faith, against the enemy. We have an enemy. He's very real. He prowls around seeking whom he may devour. And God's leaders are those who are called to be on alert all the time to guard and protect God's people, to watch over them. And 1 Peter 5 says, watch over those who are entrusted to you. You guys have been given as a trust to us. As I was given a trust with my wife 40 years ago this month, we had 40 years anniversary. And it's a trust that we made covenant together in 1982, 3rd of April. And, you know, I said, Lord, I'll thank you for trusting me with your daughter. It's a covenant. So I think it's the second most powerful covenant after the covenant we make with the Lord. Because it represents Jesus and his church, his bride. That God is preparing, Jesus is preparing his bride, and the bride is also preparing herself for that day. Jesus is coming back for his bride. We've got to stay at front footer. We've got to be as a people going forward all the time. But we need leaders for that. God has always raised up leaders, always, all the way through Scripture. There's always been leaders that he's raised up to take God's people into the mall and to lead God's people where he wants to take them. I don't know if I've ever, I tend to repeat my stories because I don't have all that many, but um, I know in the Vietnam War, they they had a problem with, um, I think 51,000 Americans were killed in the Vietnam War. And of that, 250 were officers who were identified as being killed by their own troops because they lost trust in the officers. So they call it fragging because they use a fragmentation grenade where they'd throw it from behind to the officer to kill him, and they couldn't trace it. And that's the 250 they knew about. Because if you start losing trust in the leadership, and what has been attacked the most in this time is trust in leaders. And I just love the fact that you know, for every big, high-profile leader that's fallen of late, there's a thousand who are just serving faithfully and quietly behind the scenes, 
Loving God's people, feeding God's people, leading God's people. Be careful of being cynical in your heart towards leadership, towards authority. Even towards our government of the day. We've got physical governments in this land. And God tests our hearts towards them even. There's no perfect government. Every country you go to, they'll be complaining about their government. They're just men and women who have been given a trust in, in a particular area. So this authority and the respect that we just read, that, that we've got to choose to give. It, we can't demand it from people. It's something that we choose to give. It, love always trusts. We say, Lord, I trust the leaders that you've placed over me. And I choose to get behind them as we go forward in this journey. If you have spoken about leaders, um, you maybe need to repent, even tonight. If you've badmouthed them and you've justified it, yeah, I've got reason, yes, but, yes, but. There's no yes, buts in this. This is honor and respect those that God put above you. And it's for your freedom that you do that. that you, it's for our freedoms, for us to go forward, that you actually do that. There's respect that needs to be given. And we are, we are very careful in the guys that, and, and ladies that we raise up into leadership. We do our best to measure it against Scripture because the Scripture is very clear that it should be people of good character, biblical character. And we've a church that has taken action when we've seen any one of us, and any, any one of us could fall at any moment or make a mistake. We know that. It's in, it's in Galatians 6 where it says, if you see someone sin, go and, show, go and speak to them, you who are mature. Go and speak to them. But knowing that you too could sin just like they could. You could also fall into temptation just like they could. So he's sort of leading from in front and walking by example. We should be those who lead by example and those who live lives that bless the Lord. Respect, authority. Can you want to put up 2 Timothy 4? I've gone to a bit of a gone a bit somber now, hasn't it? <laughs> 2 Timothy 4, um, verse 1 to 5. These are important things. These are foundations. These are if we get this right, we will bless the Lord with our lives and what we've called to walk in. Timothy 4. Set up. Okay. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming where people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded and endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. 
is a huge burden that leaders carry. And which often the, the saints in the church don't always relate to and understand the burden that leaders do carry. I'm just trying to give you some insight into leading and what it's like. We don't always know what we're doing up front here, by the way. And when we're leading meetings, we often try to pick up in the Lord. What is God saying right now? We had a moment with Chad and PE last month, I think it was, where I was preaching and I only got as far as 10 minutes and the Holy Spirit started breaking out. Chad came up and sang and then for two hours we just had mayhem of the Spirit moving, breaking out across the people. Being led by the Spirit, but to us totally different. Every meeting we're trying to pick up in God, Lord, what needs to be said now? And I really prayed this afternoon, really trying to find the Lord's heart for tonight. And what do we need to say to us as a people of God that we will walk in the things that He's dreaming over us and called us into? See, we understand these things and we, and we fall into line and, and line up with the word of what God is saying in His word. Man, we will achieve so much in our lifetime. And you want to achieve so much in your lifetime. Because Jesus encouraged us to do it. He said, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, rewards in heaven. There's something about finding God's heart. We can have wonderful worship times, dance and jump around. And that's all part of it. But if we're not living it out during the week and, and in our speech and in our hearts, we'll never fulfill what God's called us to walk in. And I believe that we as a church as at large, God is doing an amazing thing through us at the moment. We really feel like we're on the forefront of what God is doing across nations. There's something that God's birthing in us, but it needs good leaders and needs good followers. And God raises up people. We've seen in Acts 20, 25 to 31, we uh, Paul says, the Holy Spirit has made you elders. We're recognizing even tonight as we're going to be praying in Jacques and Jeanette to lead this congregation, that the Holy Spirit has got his hand on this. We're just men doing the, the outworking. But the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us in this matter. Don't just look at people and see what people are doing. God is actually working and setting something in the spiritual realm in place. Are we walking fully in the Spirit as we think that we are? Are we really finding what God is saying and walking in? Holy Spirit, lead us right now. Lead us right now. 